0: the glory to it for me. Amen. Because truly I am grateful. Amen. To still be on this side of eternity. Amen. Don't take life for granted. Take time to give God continued praise. Because he does make things beautiful. If you just stop for a moment and look back over your life, some of the things that were designed to break you and to stop you and to discourage you only made you strong. Only made you better. But while you were yet going through it, you could not understand it. Frustration and impatience was a part of the development of it all. But because you couldn't do anything about it, you had to just wait on God. And God made it to be for our good. He's a good loving father, isn't he? Come on, give him a good hand clap because you find out for your own personal understanding that he's a good loving father. Amen. And once again, we want to just thank you for tuning in. Thank you for coming. Amen. Making the journey, amen, worthwhile because we do it together. Amen. No man, Martin Luther King said, no man is an island. He said, I can't be all that I can be until you become all you can be. And together we can win. Amen. It's a unified effort of praise and glory that we encourage one another to hold out. Amen. It's important to know that, amen, God has somebody that will touch and agree with you that you'll be able to accomplish the feats that life will send your way. I want to tell somebody right now, you can't do it by yourself. Stop being a superman, superwoman, and learn how to be able to help, ask for help, to be a part of help. Amen. To encourage yourself through this journey. We all need to be encouraged. Through this journey we call life, amen? And so with that in mind, the thought that came to me, amen, the early part of this week was inspired by God. I don't know about you, but that, that, that incident on Friday for me inspired me to continue with God. No matter how much I might feel, amen, no matter how many winds may blow, no matter how much things might not go my way, I'm inspired by God. Come on, can you tell that to somebody on Facebook? Can you tell that to somebody in the church? That I'm inspired by God. Amen. And give God a real good quick hand clap and let him know you appreciate life. Amen. I'm appreciating life. It don't take a whole lot anymore, amen, to make me say praise ye the Lord. Amen. I'm back. I'm I, I'm I'm kind of like back like how when we were little children. Amen. You used to could take a little toy and entertain the child because life was just, mm, my God. Life was just that simple. And then as we grew older, we began to get complicated and the little rattler didn't pay us. We didn't even pay no more mind to the little rattler. A rattler, get on your nerve right now. But see, when you start really appreciating God, you'll say, God, go ahead and rattle all you want. Amen. God, go ahead and just lift it up all you want. I'm here to give you praise. I'm here to give you glory and honor. Amen. I'm going to give you everything I got because I am inspired by God. Amen. Inspired. Inspired. I, 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 We're going to break this word down. I, you might not run through a troop right now, but you're going to hear a word. Amen. And God gave me a deeper understanding of his meaning. Amen. Coming out of the Garden of Eden. Amen. I pray that this word today will inspire you, encourage you, and keep you focused on the impossible becoming possible in your life. Amen. In the book, amen, of Genesis chapter 2, amen, verse 7, the Bible says, and the Lord God formed a man. Amen. The crescendo of his inspiration was the design of human beings. Amen. The Bible says, amen, that he said, amen, let us make man in our own image. My God, you tell your neighbor, neighbor, you are a walking example of the image of God. My, my, my. That's enough to be, amen, excited about. And the Bible says, amen, and the Lord God formed man out of the dust. Not the dirt, just the dust. Come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor. and neighbor, God can take anything and make it work. Woo, good God almighty. That's a praise right there. Uh, He can take anything and make it work. Amen. It might not look good to you, but God can take that matter and make it work. Come on. Won't he do it? He can do it. Tell your neighbor, won't he do it? He can do it. The Bible says, amen, he took the dust of the ground and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. Without the breath, he's a walking zombie. But because of the breath of God, amen, he became a, a living soul, a walking spirit. Oh, come on, somebody. I I like the way the Amplified Bible breaks it down and said, He breathed into the nostrils the breath or spirit of life, and man became what? A living being. Amen. You were not created to die, but you were created to give life and to extend life and become life. I wish I could get a praise in the building. You was not just a happenstance. You, ain't, you was never made it as an accident. Amen. I don't care how you got here, but let me tell you, there's thousands and thousands of sperm cells, but God selected you. That also would be enough to give God praise that you weren't an accident. You got a divine purpose in the plan of God. Amen. And as long as you open up your ears to hear his small, still voice, you'll find out what he wants. For you to do. So he becomes, amen, a living being. And And then the message Bible comes behind that and breaks it down and says, The man came alive. Amen. A living soul come alive. God's breath calls life. Many people are drying up and dying out because they have stopped breathing and taking in the breath of God. Amen. The inspiration of God. The power of God. Amen, but we got to get back to breathing the breath of God. And when we get back to breathing the breath of God, we'll come alive and have power. We'll come alive and have strength. Amen, people are taking short breaths, but we need to breathe in. Amen, tell your neighbor, neighbor, it's time to inhale right now. God wants to cause you to come alive. Amen. Break that deadness off you. Break the monotony off you. Amen. And live because God has a purpose and a plan. Good God of mine. Many of you all don't know amen. You breathe amen at least 20,000 times a day. 20,000 breaths a day. Can you imagine? Can you imagine sitting down and counting the breath of God that is being sucked into your body. Amen. But, but, but there's, a, there's a limitation. When you're not saved, the breath doesn't do what it was designed to do. It was designed to make you alive in spirit, not just in flesh. 20,000 times a day, your lungs is pumping air for you to breathe. Amen. It's just a reminder of our need of the importance of understanding the breath of God in our lives. Many take it for granted, the breath you're breathing. Uh, you, you, don't, you don't know what it's like until your breath becomes inhabited. Until your breath, amen, is stifled. To where you don't have the ability to take all the air Amen, that you need to live. Amen, we take it so much for granted. But God is saying, I want to remind my people that if they would breathe my breath, they'll come out of depression, they'll come out of failure, they'll come out of weariness if they would just breathe the breath of life. So throughout the Bible, the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit, which is a reference to the breath of God. Uh-huh. This name, this name encapsulates, amen, both the spirit with supernatural, amen, and God's divine plan. Good God Almighty. The Holy Spirit brings life, amen, and fills us with the power of God. That's why the enemy don't want us to come in an environment like this. Because as you lift your hands, you open up your spiritual lungs. Because he said, I inhabit, good God Almighty. He said, I comes in to the presence of your praise and give you some oxygen that will give you revelation, that will give you power, that will give you strength. That's why we lift our hands, good God Almighty. And the breath in the Old and New Testament, whether Hebrew or Greek, it all equates to God's spirit. We have been breathing every day. Come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor, every day. You're breathing the very breath of God. Amen, which is, amen, a symbolic representation of his spirit in our lives. Don't take it for granted. I want you to know, oh God, the breath of God is so important that the devil intervened in the garden to stop the breath of God. Did you hear what I'm saying? Amen. He came in the garden because he knew and he understood. As long as Adam was breathing the life of God, Adam would never die. See, see, God did not design us to die. We were to live forever with God. We was his ultimate creation. And guess what? The devil got jealous because God loved you and I. I wish, you, I wish somebody out there right now would stop saying nobody loves you. Uh, nobody can't love you like Jesus. That's a sure fact. Amen. People will make promises and break them right after they say it. But God never breaks a promise. God is in covenant with you. God wants to bring you out. God wants to give you power. But the devil wants to interfere in your relationship with God. He doesn't care what he use he doesn't care because the reason why he doesn't care because he knows he doesn't have a future with God but he knows you do but what are you talking about preacher my Bible says how that in Genesis chapter 3 verse 6 I want to point out the purpose of the forbidden fruit what do you mean preacher? The Bible says, and when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eye and a tree to be desired to make one wise. Ah, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat and did what? And gave also unto her husband uh huh, with her and he did eat. Now I'm going to Put a little side joke in here. Just bear with me. That's why we have what they call the Adam's apple. (laughs) Just messing with you. But the fruit was designed to block the windpipe of the man and cause him to struggle to breathe. Let me say that to you again. Satan knew that as long as Adam breathed the breath of God, that his relationship with God would always be impossible to break. And so he comes up with a strategy to make that fruit look like it was so important. But it wasn't until he ate it that it may have gotten lodged in his throat. which caused him not to breathe in the way in which he was designed. Because now there's an an obstruction in the windpipe. Can y'all just walk with me in my fantasy? Because I understand that God loves us so much. Come on, just tell somebody, God loves you so much. It, it, It would literally scare you to know How much God really loves you. And he only could express it through the dying of his son. That even while we were yet sinners, he said, I don't care what they've done. And I don't care who they are. I want you to to go and rescue them love rescued me come on tell your neighbor, neighbor love rescued me I'm not here in church cause I just wanna go to church, I found a God I found a father that loves me and the little things I do in return of his love counts as nothing what can I render unto the Lord for all his benefits show towards me I'm gonna take up the of salvation, and I'm gonna call on his holy name. Can I get somebody to say hallelujah? But this obstruction of not being able to breathe effectively caused a problem in the relationship because Adam no longer could breathe freely the breath of God. What are you talking about, preacher? Look at your neighbor and say, Neighbor, I know the Bible says God cursed them, but I believe that He was just telling them what was going to happen. He is the creator. God is the creator of the human body, He knows how our body functions. And what man written down as a curse was not actually a curse from God. What God was doing was giving them information as a direct result of the consequence of what they did. Adam, because now your breath is going to be stifled, it's going to cause an effect. Are you listening to me? What kind of effect is that, preacher? The effect is, if you turn to 319... The Bible says, in the sweat of thy face shall thou eat bread. Am I right about it? He said, in the sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread till thou return unto the ground. In other words, God says, until the very end, you always are going to sweat the reason you're going to sweat is because the breath I used to breathe into you freely now has flesh in its way. I wish I could talk to somebody. And so because of the flesh now, you're going to have, amen, a a, a structural uh, interference of our relationship because now flesh has to get out the way so you can breathe the breath of life And overcome the, uh, oh God, can I get somebody to say hallelujah? So God is saying to them, as a direct result of you eating the fruit has caused an obstruction called flesh. Because flesh was nowhere to be seen prior to. But now because of this, you're not going to breathe freely now. And what it does is it changes the molecule and the operation of the design that I created you to be. I wish I could talk to somebody. What are you talking about, preacher? Now, I may not say this word. I got a pharmacist in here. She can help me. But it's uh, a anemia, Uh-huh. This, which means is a deficient oxidization of the blood. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The inability to breathe causes a physical effect on the human cells in the body. So God is saying because now flesh has become an obstacle, the cells of your spirit are not going to move and receive the oxygen that I breathe into you. It is possible. It is also possible because of this. That, amen, the cells isn't working properly, or if the cells aren't able to use what? Oxygen properly. Listen to it now. It says you might start doing what? Sweating. Somebody going to get this 3 o'clock in the morning. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, so stop looking at it as the curse and understand that God says, I designed this body. And I know what this body needs. Just like people who are trying to live without God and letting God be the ruler because you. Tell your neighbor neighbor. Stop managing your life. God knows more about your life than you'll ever know. Why don't you let go and let God be the manager of your life. He knows every sinew. He knows every molecule. He knows every root that's in your head. And yet you still say, God, I got this. Inspired by God. God gives the prophet a futuristic glimpse of his church. God will give you a futuristic example. Or revelation of your future. If you would let him. Be the God of your life. He'll tell you no weapon. Formed against you. Shall ever prosper. Even though it looks like. Even though it feels like. Even when it looks like you're losing. Even when you feel like you're going down. God says if you trust me. I'll manage you right back to life. I'll give you power. Over every circumstance. I'll give you a vision. So you'll see your tomorrow. If you just let me manage your life. That's why you got to be inspired by God. He gives the prophet. A glimpse. Of the futuristic of the church. He asks the prophet. Can these bones live? Tell your neighbor, neighbor, can this thing turn around? Uh, The prophet was so perplexed by what God asked. He said, God, thou knowest. See, sometimes when we don't have an answer, rather than stick and stay and wait on God, we give up. We, We abandon the plan. But I like the prophet's response. He says to God, I am not God I am not the creator of mankind, but thou knowest. Oh, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, God knows. God knows. Uh, Sometimes I'm at a place where I don't know what to do. I don't know how to see. I, I don't know how to figure it out. Uh, but this one thing I do, God knows. Come on. Tell your neighbor, God knows. God knows. God knows. God knows. and He gives the Prophet, a directive, and he tells the prophet, "I want you to go down to the valley, and what I want you to do, I want you to go, and I want you to prophesy to things that are dead. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, don't care how dry it is." God said to the, the, the to the prophet, "He said they are very dry. Uh, it it looked like it's hopeless." Your circumstances, and situation look like it'll never happen. Seem like there can't be a turnaround. But God said, don't you be fooled by what you see. I want you to breathe the breath of life. I want you to prophesy to dead things. I want you to make it come back alive. Your love done dried up. Go ahead and prophesy. Go ahead and dream again. Go ahead and believe tomorrow. Go ahead and stand on the way. And God said, I'll back you up. He gives the prophet a futuristic vision. And he tells him to go down to the dead place. What's dead in your life right now? What's dying around you that you've you've given up on? God said, don't let it die. He said, go ahead down there, prophet. And Ezekiel obeyed. And he went down and he began to prophesy. And when the Bible says in Ezekiel 37 and 8, and when I behold, lo, the sinew and the flesh came up upon them as a direct result of me speaking. Look at your neighbor and say, Neighbor, you got to believe that it might just come in stages, but keep on prophesying. Or tell somebody you ain't talked to, say, Keep on prophesying. It might be coming to pass in stages, little by little, line upon line, precept upon precept, but keep on prophesying. Amen. You might be running out of air. You done said it so much, but keep on prophesying. You done ran out of things to say, but keep on prophesying. You might not know what, you may not know what to say next, but keep on prophesying. Cause if you keep on breathing, you keep on speaking, something got to happen. Woo! Can I get a hallelujah in here? He began to speak. And prophesied over the dead things. And all of a sudden something started happening. <laughs> but the latter part of the verse said, But there was no, what? Breath in them. Prophesying. Things are happening, but they still needed more. Tell your neighbor, but they still needed more. Verse 9 said, and then he said unto me, Prophesy to the wind. (laughs) Tell God to get involved. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, God told the prophet, let me get involved. Ah. Oh, when you include God in your plan of victory, when you include God in your backup. When you include God in your bounce back, God says all you got to do is trust me. Amen. You can't see the wind, but you know the wind is moving. You might not, amen, have it just like you want. Amen. Movement might not be as fast as you want, but when you prophesy, it may come in stages. But if God said do it, I don't care about your intellect. Do what he said. Let him manage Prophesy to the wind, prophesy, son of man. Good God Almighty, God said, "I want you to know your identity. You got power with God. <laughs> Look at your neighbor. And say, neighbor, you got power with God. Don't you dare ever doubt that God has given you power." So he prophesied, said, "Prophesy, son of man, to the wind." Thus said the Lord God, "Come from the four corners winds." Old breath, what? Old breath, oh what? Oh breath, I can't hear you. Old breath, what? And he breathed upon the slain that they may, what? Live. Live. What was in the prophecy? Gotta ask you, what was in the prophecy? It was the word. What's in the word? The breath of God. Y'all didn't hear what I just said. See what you... What did the, what did the ruler say? Said, "Lord, just speak your word." Only. Good God almighty. See, cuz there's breath in the word. There's life in the word. There's power in the word. There's strength in the word. If you stop talking you talk and speak the word. You'll bring it back to life. You'll live again. You'll be anointed to move forward. You won't be looking back. You'll stand and say, I can, I will, and He's with me. Give God a good hand clap. For they shall live. He comes back in verse 10. So I decided to do something. He said, I decided to go ahead and prophesy as I was commanded. I want you all around here and in Facebook to stop for a moment. Put that impossible dead thing in front of you. Might be your dead finance. Money ain't trickling, nor even flowing. God said, speak to it. He called it what? Currency. Say, Lord, let the current start flowing. I wish I had somebody to talk to the Lord. He said, look at here. He said, he said listen. He said, so I decided to prophesy as I was commanded. And, and the breath. And the what? See, you got to understand, the breath is the inspiration. God, inspire me. What are you talking about, preacher? Breathe in me so that I'll never quit. Breathe in me. So I'll have your strength. Breathe in me. So I won't die in the process. Breathe in me. So I can see what you see. Breathe in me. So I'm able to withstand a licking and keep on ticking. Breathe in me. So I can do the things my flesh can't do. Breathe in me to remove all symptoms and stain. But if you breathe in me, I can do all things. And the breath came unto, into them and they lived and stood upon their feet. Look at your neighbor and neighbor, somebody is waiting on you to breathe on them. Now give God a good hand clap. And they stood up on their feet and there was a great and exceeding Army, there's an army waiting for the inspiration of God. Ah, come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor, there's a there's a great army. That's why God gave us a promise the last shall be first they might be dead right now they might not even see salvation in their view but because you're going to keep on prophesying that nephew, that cousin, that aunt that brother, that son, that mother, that father, they're going to keep hearing the word of God because I'm going to keep giving them oxygen and guess what eventually God's going to break through if it's got to come in stages it don't matter if they like me it doesn't matter if they don't like me it doesn't matter I've got to keep giving them the oxygen so that They one day will live and not die. Come on, give them God praise. So God had to start a process. So Jesus had to come and reconnect us so that the birthing process could start all over. What do you mean, preacher? In Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 6. The Bible says, and when I pass by thee, this is God talking. He said, I saw thee polluted in thine own blood. Blood has life in it. Without blood, you can't even survive. And here we know that oxygen has to be given so blood can move. If it doesn't get the oxygen it needs, the cells will die. I wish I was a pharmacist right now. So I could take you into a deeper depth of understanding. But bear with me, please. And he said, I said unto thee, when thou was in thine own blood, look at this now, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, that's a dead situation but God can work with dead things. I wish I could talk to somebody. Amen. God can work with dead things but it takes somebody to believe that God is a Resurrector. It takes somebody believing that he can make things live again. I, I didn't tell you to feel it. I told you to believe it and God can do the impossible the miraculous if we would just let go and let God do what he wants to do the way he wants to do and you line up with your will to be his will and guess what's going to happen. Live again, I say live. Give me five more minutes. He said, "Here, I saw that thou was polluted in thine own blood, and I said unto thee, when thou was in thine own blood, live. Put that dead thing on your mind right now, and proclaim it right now. You're gonna live." Yea, I say unto thee, when thou was in thine own blood, live. I want to stop just for a second because I missed something early. You notice that this pandemic, the main thing they keep talking about? Not enough oxygen. <laughs> See how the enemy knows. You being connected to God's oxygen He can't do nothing with you So he always tried to cut off your oxygen He's always trying to cut off your oxygen Because he knows that your brain won't function He knows that cells in your body won't respond. He's trying to cut off your intake. But you ought to know somebody's waiting to exhale. That's why you got to come and give them the word of God. So when they breathe in, they will be able to exhale. Come on, some Ah, give God a good praise right there. God is starting the process. Because we were disconnected. The Bible says in John 20 and 21. Then Jesus said unto them again. Peace be unto you. As my father. Uh huh. Have sent me. Even so send I you. In other words. I'm getting ready to perform. An operation. So that you'll be able to flow. Like me. But it's going to come in stages. Look at your neighbor and say, Neighbor, you got to learn how to work in the stage. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, neighbor, You got to learn how to work in the stage. See, you want the final product. When God says, You need to work with what's in your hand now. Perfect that which is in your hand now. Because if you work in the stage, The next stage will come. But you can't expect the end stage to be in the now stage when God got to do some things in the future stage. Give God a, mm, my, 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 whole time. He's saying here, look at it, he's saying here. He said, peace I leave unto you, my peace the Father has sent me, so I send you. But look at what he says in that next verse. And he said, and when he had said this, he what? He what? He what? He said, I saw my father do it in the garden. And dead things came alive. Peter, James, John, and all the rest of you, y'all been dead. But I'm getting ready to breathe. Can I, can I, can I get y'all to work with me? Can you just <laughs> suck this word right on down your throat? Breathe this anointing right down in your spirit. And guess what? When they breathe in, nothing happened. Tell your neighbor, it was stage number one. Some of us would have fell out and got frustrated because you breathed and they didn't respond. You done prayed and nothing happened. You said, I've been believing God and still no sign. But God said, keep on breathing. Yeah. This is just the start. He said, I found you in your blood. I come now and I'm breathing on you. The reason I breathed on you, because I breathed on you to inspire you. I'm, I'm thinking about the word that was preached on last Sunday. Drench me. Now God, breathe on me. Huh? Drench me. Now breathe on me. Breathe on me, Lord. And look what he says. And he said, amen. He breathed on them. And they sa- he said what? Receive the Holy Ghost. He breathed on them. And said, receive the Holy Ghost. They looked at their hands. And their hands looked the same. They looked at their feet. And they did too. Nothing changed, but something happened. Tell your neighbor, keep prophesying. Because there's things happening. Your natural eyes might never see it right away. But if you keep prophesying, something's got to happen. Look at this. I want you to know something. Amen. The disciples inhaled, but they ended up having to wait to exhale. Because the blood was still contaminated. Tell your neighbor, as long as the blood's contaminated, there's got to be some more extra work. Am I right about it, Sister Glover? Uh, look at what it says here. oxidization of the blood had to be what? Corrected. And in Hebrews 9 and 22, the message Bible says it this way. And Moses said to the people, this is the blood of the covenant God had established with you practically everything in a will hinge on a death uh huh that, that that that's why blood come on neighbor said neighbor that's why blood the evidence of death is used much in their tradition now i want you to see something jesus had to do some things to correct the contamination he had to come as a sinless seed then find us in our own blood. Give us a blood transfusion. Then sanctify us holy, Then fill us with his spirit. I wish I could talk to somebody. And then he said, Father, it is finished. Good God Almighty. God has started the process and Jesus came through to finish it. And that's why now we are inspired Because we got the breath of God working on the inside. Have you ever wanted to give up? But you couldn't. Then we come. As I get ready to close. Then we come. To the birthing process. Of the church. Tell your neighbor neighbor. Let them breathe on you. So you be inspired. By God. Not by the music. Not by the preachers, amen. Style of preaching. Not by the drummer or the choir. Uh, not by the edifice. Not by the friendship. But you'll be inspired by God. If they come, it don't matter. Because you gonna come. If they give, it don't matter. If they don't give. Because I'm inspired to do what I do. Because i got the breath of God. raging on the inside of me. When I feel like giving up. I feel the wind of his anointing. Give me power to overcome. I wish I could talk to somebody. Acts chapter 2 verse 2. Am I on the right slide? He says amen. And certainly. Some of, you gonna, some of you hearing this word right now going to have a suddenly this week, a sudden breakthrough, a burst of joy. Can I tell you something? I was standing in the supermarket on the day Friday when the, the enemy tried to take me out of here. A woman came up alongside me at the supermarket at the cash register. And as I was getting ready to pay for my food, she said, put that on my tag. Y'all didn't catch what it just said. She said, put his groceries on my bill. I was so flabbergasted, I didn't know what to say to the lady. And I began to tell the lady, well, you know, ma'am, I don't know what to say. All I could do is say, thank you. She never responded. And then I just went on, and as I was riding home, I was just worshiping the Lord and and giving him praise. And, And guess what? somebody I told the story to said that was an angel letting you know they walking with you they knew that that accident they said they knew that an accident was about to happen and God dispatched his angel amen just to let you know you are not by yourself amen and she never responded but I believe God a plan. You ain't got to mess up my dream. You ain't got to mess up my revelation. I'm going to believe what I want to believe. That God has angels unaware. You can be into yeah. Suddenly a sound from heaven as a mighty rushing wind. Let me tell you something. God is in the process of Bring his church out. You're going to have some instant things starting to happen. You're going to have some blessings coming out of nowhere. Look at what the Amplified Bible says. Heaven, like the rushing of a violent tempest. Blast. God going to blast some things out. Tell your neighbor, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Come on, tell him I'm ready. Come on, just tell him I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm ready. Uh, I like the way... Amen, the, the, the translation, the, uh, uh, tr- the Living Bible says, like a roaring of a mighty windstone in the sky above, God keepeth watch on his own. I don't care what you're going through, God will blast that thing away. Just keep praising him. Keep prophesying. Now, I just heard something in the Holy Ghost. If you don't prophesy, the wind can't show up. I wish I could talk to somebody. If you don't prophesy, the wind can't show up. The movement of God's power is at a standstill. But if you go on and you start prophesying, God will work that thing out. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, God will work that thing out look at what it says in the message bible the message bible said without warning ah good god almighty without no tail sign oh you ought to tell your neighbor, neighbor it'll happen when you least expect it he's like candy camera when you least expect it god will show up I wish I could talk to somebody he says sounds like a strong wind like a gale force I wish I could talk to somebody And he shows up in the upper room. Uh, and They appeared under them cloven tongues like a fire. And it set upon them. Uh, and they were what? They were filled with the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. The breath of God. The power of God. The anointing of God. The all seeing of God. It filled the house. Good God Almighty. And they began to what? Prophesy. And guess what? The Spirit was so strong that every man heard in their own language what was happening. Jesus breathed in and they inhale. but now they're exhaling. They're now prophesying. They're now going forth. They're now speaking the word. They now got the gift of God. And God said the same thing. I did with them. I want to do with you. Give God a good praise. inspired by God. Read my last verse. And if you ain't got it by now, look at it on Facebook. (laughs) 2 Timothy 2 and 16. Every scripture is God-breathed. Given by his inspiration huh. and profitable for instructions and reproof and conviction of sin for the correction of error and discipline in obedience and for the training in righteousness, in holy living, in conforming to God's will in thought in purpose and in action Come on, tell your neighbor everything. Let God breathe into you while you exhale to prophesy. Give God a great hand clap. Inspired by a living God. You can't do none of this that I'm talking about without God inspiring you. This is why you must learn to come and be in an atmosphere where the presence of God can fill the house and you partake of the anointing given, so that you can have the inspiration of God in your low times, in your moments, in your setbacks. God wants to breathe in you and through you so you'll be a representative of restoration to people who are down in the valley prophesy man of God prophesy woman of God let God use your mouth to breathe into dead souls breathe into folk that think they're alive but practicing thriller from out of Michael Jackson's album I wish I could talk to somebody They were moving but dead. But God wants them to live because you got the power to cause a great revival. It's time to get busy, church. Use every vehicle. Use every opportunity for the glory of God. Stop getting fat on the word and going home and becoming spiritually lazy. Do something. Start a phone ministry. You ain't got to go see nobody. Pull up the yellow phone books. Our sophisticated programs now, you can pull up Google and look at somebody's house. Say, I'm going there next week. Knock on that door. Let us bow our heads as I give somebody an opportunity to give their life to Jesus. You've dried up. You've lost your inspiration. Your dreams are shattered because what you thought would be your life seems to be everything but. But if you heard this word today, let the Lord breathe the breath of life into you by giving him your life. I didn't say give him your mind. Yeah, well, I'll try him. This is not no Kool-Aid. This is a life-changing experience. Even though you might not even feel the earthquake when Jesus breathed on them, they didn't see no radical change, but change had taken place. And so today I want you to receive the Lord by saying, Father, I believe that Jesus is the Savior of the world. And you have already said that if any man would come unto you, you will in no wise cast him out. So right now, Father, I stand at the altars of heaven and ask you to save me right now. Because you said in your word, if I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, I shall be saved. And guess what? If you meant that and you say it like God meant it, you're saved right where you are. I want to pray a prayer of confirmation, and I want you to join your church. Don't let these foolish folk fool you that you ain't got to go, and you don't have to be a part. The Bible says, totally different than what man's philosophies are. He said, forsake not the assembly of yourselves, as some will do in the last days. You know why? Because man is no longer inspired to obey God. They they obey their feelings, people's opinion, and their views. But if we get back to the word, you'll reconnect and you'll breathe again. And you'll end up having sweatless victories. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every soul that is watching this broadcast right now who has surrendered and given them your life, their lives to you. I pray, God, that as you continue to lead them and guide them, that they'll find a church home that's preaching the word of God and living that which they preach. And, Father, I thank you as your humble servant for this opportunity to speak to such a great cloud of witnesses. Now, bless them, Lord. Bless now their new start. Bless them now, God, to be able to receive the breath and now no longer waiting to exhale. God, we give you praise and we give you glory. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Come on, give God a hand clap. Amen.